Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talking St. Pete. I am your host, Ryan Bogdan. Before we jump into today's guest, I just want to say thank you so much for everyone who is listening, subscribing, liking, sharing, doing all the fun things to get the word out there about Talking St. Pete. It has been an awesome uh, time out here having amazing guests from from St. Pete, uh, from all walks of life of what makes St. Pete such an awesome place to work, live, and play. Uh, real quick, I just want to let you know this episode is sponsored by Bogdan Homes, which is a company that I own and how we fund the podcast. If you know anyone that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, we are here to help. And now let's get into today's guests. We have Shelby Pletcher and Michelle Whiting, two amazing women who have started two businesses local here in St. Pete and have even moved across the bridge to Tampa. We have Canvas Fashion Gallery and Toast the Hostess. Welcome, Shelby and Michelle. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. We're excited to be here. I'm yeah. so excited. It's our first podcast. Is yeah. it really? Well, what an it honor. Is. My yeah. goodness. I, I, I am honored. And thank, shout out to Allie. Thank you for connecting us and making yeah. this happen. Uh, I couldn't have done it without you. You know, I was thinking, what's a good first question to ask two female entrepreneurs? And I think the, the most interesting question to me that came to mind is, how did you guys meet and decide to get into business with each other? Because any selecting any business partner is a big thing. And not only to do it, but do it well and succeed is another amazing thing that you guys have both accomplished. So hats off to you. But what what's your story? Thank you. Do you want to take this one? Or do yeah. you? <laughs> well, first of all, we're so lucky. So lucky. I mean, people who know us through the store think that we have been friends for a long time before we opened Canvas, but we actually met because we were both trying to open clothing boutiques in town. And Shelby had been looking at a space that I went to see. Um, and I knew the owner um, of that space. And he said, I met this amazing woman. She also wants to open a clothing boutique. And I think you should be business partners. And immediately I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> That's a big thing for someone to say. Yeah. Right. And what she didn't know is on the other end, he's calling me saying the same thing as I met a woman. She wants to do the same thing. I mean, I think you guys should meet. And I'm thinking, why would I go into business with a stranger? But um, then... We did. Yeah. So um, so he set up a little coffee and um, we met and we didn't end up leasing that space, but we hit it off immediately. And um, yeah. we actually had a mutual friend, which was great. Um, Shelby's mom's in real estate and one of her friends from her office is a good friend of mine. So it was nice to have someone, you know, to kind of vouch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just an incredible story of how... You just never know what the universe has planned, right? I think it was about three weeks before that. I had retail yeah. businesses before and did it on my own, and it's it's a it's a lot, right? And I remember specifically a conversation where I said, I really would love to do this with someone, but it's not like that person's just going to fall out of the sky. Cute. <laughs> and here comes Shelby. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then she did. So but It's um, the greatest love story of my life, personally, <laughs> and we are so lucky. Hands down. Yeah, because if you think about it, like even my friends or my parents, anyone at the time, I mean, going into business with somebody that you don't know really stupid, honestly. I mean, that is just a risk that (laughs) most people aren't willing to take. But the second we met, we just hit it off, had the same vision, the same. What was out with, did you have coffee? What was that like? You just sat sat down We had coffee. Yeah, we went to Cassis. It was like a little little date. It was a little, yeah, Yeah. we were set up on a blind business date. And (laughs) um, yeah, and the rest is history. So we just completely hit it off, had the same goals, the same vision. And more importantly, I mean, besides just, you know, aesthetically what we wanted the stores to look like or what we wanted the style to be. It was just this 
sense of community that we wanted to build. We both love St. Pete so much, love women so much. I mean, cultivating those relationships and helping women, which it seems silly, you know, selling clothes. I mean, it's not a huge part of somebody's day, but it, it kind of is. I mean, we've gotten to dress so many women for celebrations and occasions in their life. And also it is... I mean, a therapy session. Every time you go shopping <laughs> at Canvas, it's like we get to talk to the women and, you know, keep up on their lives. And it's just a really like we ha- had the same vision as far as what we wanted the experience to be at Canvas. Um, so, yeah, we hit it off right away. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think that there's something to be said for not going into business with someone that you already have you know, a relationship with and possibly baggage. And, you know, we just kind of started on a clean slate yeah. and became really best friends. So it's it's pretty Best amazing. friends around business too. So that being yep. the common pillar that you can always come back to and, and work off of, which I think is why you guys have been so successful uh, because like you said, you don't have that that baggage. And I, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit because I'm wondering, okay, you're looking at the same space, both thinking a clothing store, but different visions, but want the same experience. How did you meld those two visions together? And, <laughs> and was there some give and take there? Not really. I mean, we kind of, I mean, it's, it's actually um, uncanny how similar we are with everything. I mean, we will finish each other's sentences, have the same thoughts. It's pretty crazy. We're very lucky. But we did have the same idea as far as style and fashion wise, what what we wanted to offer in the store. But the benefit that we have is Michelle and I are 12 years apart. So we have, you know, this great um, difference there where she can kind of cater to women her age, I can kind of cater to women my age. And then within that, like that also helped our business as far as networking, you know, right when we opened. So our spheres of influence within the community were different, right? So she already had her friend groups, her relationships and vice versa. Um, and then I had all of my friends and their moms, you know, and then she kind of had all her friends, their moms, their daughters. I mean, it just kind of worked out really well. Um, so both of our styles are pretty similar, pretty similar, but, but she's right. It's nice to kind of have the two different age groups. And also it's really unique in our business. Like people tend to pick a lane that's really specific. So it'll be maybe a certain age group or a certain price point. And we kind of started Canvas from the beginning, almost eight years ago, just thinking, like, we want it to look like our closet. Like, sometimes you splurge on something and you want a really nice pair of denim, but then you just want, you know, an affordable top to go out on Friday night. And you don't care if it's in your closet next year. So we really kind of had this approach that was unique um, that I think still sets Canvas apart. And now, Michelle, I know you mentioned that you had prior retail experience in, in owning a shop like that before. Shelby, did you, or was this brand new for you in that sense? No, but what's funny is we actually both worked at HSN yeah. prior <laughs> to opening, but we we missed each other time By like wise. six months. Yeah, she was in the beauty um, segment and I was in fashion jewelry. So we actually, I mean, she had retail owning an old retail, you know, store experience prior to that. But we did both work at HSN, which is kind of funny because we never knew each other there either. But. but I was about Shelby's age when I opened my first retail shop. I was maybe a year older than she was when I met her and we opened Canvas. So I definitely like understood that position that you're in as a young 20 something where people don't necessarily take you seriously mm-hmm. because you haven't like mm-hmm. done anything entrepreneurial <laughs> because right. you just started your career. Um, so that was really really fun for me to get to see it through her eyes um kind of coming in to a a fresh you know perspective on business so what is the experience that you were trying to so you wanted to look like a closet what what else what else was there in in terms of vision of 
of the shopping? Was it shopping experience, the type of clothing that I'm buying? What? Yeah. It's really, I think for us, the place that we started was our mantra um, is kindness is always fashionable. Um, so we kind of like, from the very beginning, we're like, the most important thing is that people feel welcome when they come here. Because we both travel and go to different shops and different places. And the worst feeling is when you are like intimidated. When you walk into a store, you're not really sure what the price point is. Mm-hmm. And someone behind the counter doesn't even like make eye contact or say hi to you. So for us, it really kind of grew from that. Like we want this space, no matter what we're selling or what kind of business we're in. And that sort of links Canvas to Hostess now is we just want to create a space where people feel welcome and they can come in and they feel like they're in our home. Right. Yep, Exactly. And so what is the link to hostess? And explain. So we've got Canvas is, a, it's sorry, gentlemen, but I'm pretty sure it's just a, a, a women's. Yeah, thing. even though my husband and her boyfriend attempted to um, launch Manvis, it was a ca- it was a capsule collection this past holiday season. Um, and they would love it to be a store one day, but yeah, we had other plans. Right. So. <laughs> I'll support Manvis. I yeah, like the name. Yeah. It's a good name. It's a good name. So, so what's the connection to Toast the Hostess? Yes. And and looking at it, it looks amazing. I haven't been in there yet, but I want to check out the space because from what I've seen online, it looks really awesome. So what was the vision behind that? Well, we were kind of at a crossroads because we've had the St. Pete store for a little over seven years. We've had the Tampa store for a little over four. And in terms of a growth plan, we had been approached by a couple of properties to the north and to the south about opening a third location. And so that was really a moment where we had to come together and decide, okay, we really like have big dreams and want to do more, but is that the direction we want to go? And from there, we decided that we would rather have another concept in St. Pete. It's where we live. Shelby's born and raised. I've been here 20 years. And we've spent all of this, you know, time and energy and have such a love for this community, like establishing relationships. So we just thought, what else do we need in St. Pete that the people that we know and love and that we would patron if we were those people? Um, So that's sort of how we got talking about what another concept might look like. Yep, exactly what she said. And we always had a love of design, home. I mean, if you kind of have an eye for fashion, you kind of, you know, that carries over through a lot of different things, you know, artistically. So we knew that we wanted to um, have a home decor store, maybe like even a segment of Canvas one day. Um, And then additionally, I actually got married this past year. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, Michelle went to go plan my bridal shower and we were really struggling to find spaces in St. Pete that were smaller micro event spaces. I mean, we have some great, you know, larger venues, Nova, you know, a bunch of different places, but we couldn't find anywhere that would host a smaller party and ended up going, you know, to Oxford Exchange in Tampa, like a lot of women do, which, you know, it was lovely, lovely, yeah, love Oxford amazing. Exchange. But we, I'm a St. Pete girly, you know, wanted to not have to make everyone cross the bridge. Um, and then, you know, so it was kind of we're playing around with that idea and thought, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of places and a lot of businesses doing it in other cities. In Nashville, Austin, you see it where there's like a multi-purpose, multi-use space. And it's not just one thing. So we were kind of playing around with the idea of doing an event space, having some retail component there. The wine bar just seemed like, why not? <laughs> um, and we were looking and really it all hinged on this right space, right? So we had been looking for a space for over two years now, really, um, when we first had the initial idea. But it really hinged on finding the right space. We would see a space that was really great for events, but not really great, you know, for retail. Mm -hmm. And then we would find a space that was good for retail, but wouldn't really host events well. So once we finally found um, Hostess, which is the old bungalow space, if you're familiar, um, it was just the perfect combination. It has foot traffic, is in a great location in Central. We're right across from Bandit. 
Wild Child, Baba. It's like all of our friends Perfect on that spot. block. Perfect oh, we spot. love it. It's yeah. a great part of Grand Central. So it yeah, is. it all kind of just came together. That's that's amazing. So where did you guys' love for fashion come from? Because you have to have that. And you mentioned it. Like it's something in life, either got it or you don't. You know what I mean? In terms of, but there's plenty of artists that, I look at them like, I don't understand what you're wearing, you know, but you're a fantastic painter. Yeah. And there's other people who are like, you look great. You know what I mean? You got the aesthetic, you're, you're pulling it together. Has that has it been natural for both of you forever? Has it been something you kind of... As yeah. far back as I can remember, I mean, I definitely, I remember getting my first job when I was 15 just so I could have more clo- money to buy clothes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's always been a lot. Yeah, and I mean, I like, even when you said that, I was thinking to myself, well, who says I do have good fashion? Art is subjective, fashion subjective. <laughs> I don't know, but, but we yes, have a we've always it. had a love and an um, interest and passion for it. And I will say it's funny it's unique um, having two clothing stores that are, you know, replicas of each other, so to speak, across the bridge, because there's such a difference in fashion, even in Tampa versus St. Pete. So what we noticed is even when we opened um, Canvas originally in 2015, we opened with some pretty, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say avant-garde. We weren't pushing the envelope by any means, but we had a lot of black, you know, very New York street style. And St. Pete loved it, was receptive to it, but really they love color they love dressing casual they love you know it's a different vibe in st pete you know i mean so exactly so it was just interesting to see that transition and that evolve um and then tampa they dress up a little more than we do in st pete so you'll see we get the same pieces at a lot of stores both you know all the time and something will sell out in tampa right away and it sits on the rack in st pete what let's let's yes. what is that yeah. what is that I know. why is that bridge create this divide is it the artist I, district i mean i it's one of the things that's a, a big question i'm always trying to figure out on the podcast us too i like, well, you said you know didn't want to make people cross the bridge there's something about it some, and i have right? we have customers and friends um she might be a sweater as well you might know her um, julia but they will not cross the bridge to go to tampa and i respect it i get it you have your life over here no need I mean, it's, but for me, it just makes me giggle because, you know, we travel a lot for work. We go to Atlanta all the time. And I'm like, if you lived in Atlanta, it would take you 20 minutes to go to a restaurant. It is 25 (laughs) minutes for us to go to our Tampa store in the morning. And people act like it's, you know. You went so far. (laughs) We'd be able to make it back for dinner. Right, right. (laughs) It's so interesting to, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you like no, your take on it, it is it's fascinating but I will say like having watched St. Pete really come into its own the last yeah. decade a lot of my friends now in Tampa which I never thought I would hear this are like I'm so jealous that you live in St. Pete you guys have the best <laughs> restaurants I'm like what we do like, really? <laughs> we do have Olivia and you have you know and they do too yeah and so and you know I think we both we have I think we both have something good Tampa you know going on I think we do in St. Pete um and I don't know. It's just silly to me that people think it is such a far drive across the bridge. It is, but, but it's silly. But yet, it's something that I say myself. Oh yeah. And my my cousin just started going to UT, and so mm-hmm. now I'm making a trip over there once a week to have dinner or something with him. Sorry. And now I find myself, and I'm well. I'm like, oh, you know, it's pretty cool over here. But I'm like, man, that bridge, you know, like it's just <laughs> it's just the drive and the traffic and everything to, to get over there. But the vibe is different. And, and that's the, uh, the biggest thing. Of, and I, I love that you were touching on that. You see it in your store. It like, yeah. makes it even more, you know, the, the black and white right there, literally, in, in what yeah. people are wearing and how they're selecting their outfits and what they're doing. Um, and I, I, maybe it's because, you know, St. Pete is a, is a small community that is not quite a city in my eyes, right? Yes. Yeah. Tampa's a yes. city. Atlanta, Agreed. city. Yep. 
So I, I think that just brings on a, a different type of, of, of person there. Um, what, in terms of the space, let's go back to toast. toast. What have, what has been the, the main, is it bridal parties that are booking that out? Because I was looking at it, I was like, okay, who, because I'm always thinking, who can I connect and tell, like, this this would be a good space to use? Who's, who's coming there and, and booking that space? Lots of showers, for yep, sure, because that, that was a niche that we were really con- kind of trying to fill. Um, but we've had everything. We've had, um, we have an engagement party coming up that's whole house, so you can rent the whole house on a Friday or Saturday night, get a little live music. Um, Lolita's does all of our catering, so they have a cocktail menu that's separate from our kind of micro-event um, menu that's, that's for mostly showers or little parties on the weekend. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of all over the board. Mm-hmm. We have birthday parties. Um, some networking events, yep. um, influencer events. We yeah. wanted to make sure when you go um, and come in to see the space, wine is on us. We'll have some yeah. little, ch- but um, so we, we definitely decorated in a very vintage tea house inspired design, um, which, you know, tends to be a little more feminine for the bridal showers that we have high tea and, you know, brunches and whatnot. But we wanted to make sure it wasn't too feminine, that it didn't feel like a space that, you know, our boyfriends could come and we could have a birthday party, a 40th birthday party, rent out the whole house and have couples there. I mean, it still is like a very unique space in that way. Um, So, yeah. I, I can't wait to check it out because it, it, it looks amazing and you guys are doing awesome things. And what I do want to touch on because there was a little bit of a, of a story. I remember when we were on the phone about going into Hyde Park. Yeah. Right. Like we said, like what an honor it sounds like that you guys were able to have a, a store there and yeah, smart right. business about, yeah. move that you were able to turn it down at first. Yeah. yeah do you, if you could touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So we um, opened Canvas in 2015 had, I mean, knock on wood, great success from the start. We were, didn't expect that whatsoever, had really, you know, had a bootstrap budget when we opened. I mean, barely had enough inventory to fill the store and just thought we'll reorder when we can afford to, you know, and had great success right out the gate. I mean, I remember the night of our launch party, we probably had close to 200 people show up Mm -hmm. and we had this amazing night and just afterwards looked at each other and like, we have no more clothes to put out. Like we have to like right now start emailing our reps and be like, can we place orders? Because we don't have any back stock. We had no idea what to expect. So it was really a blessing to have it so well received. But then I think Hyde Park came to us about six months in. Six months. I remember. They were actively scouting. And at this point, I mean, Michelle and I didn't even have staff. We were coming in early. (laughs) You guys were just running the Oh, seven Seven days days a week. week, 12-hour days. I mean, we were coming in early to steam the clothes, to get them out on the floor, you know, and then after closing would kind of prep for the next day. I mean, it was just... On repeat, we didn't take a day off for the first three that months. Is yeah, yeah, we. <laughs> Your character is in the store. Every right? time yes. I feel some imposter syndrome, I'm like, oh no, no, we we no, were. Yeah, you we did. did. Yeah, we did. Yes, and we were really just so it was our baby, and um, and yes, we were on an extremely tight budget, but also we really wanted to work out all of the processes before we had staff and really like knew you know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We don't. We didn't have that luxury with Hostess because we hired a full-time event manager right out of the gate. So 
poor Kristen. She's like in it. <laughs> she's in the yeah, trenches. She's like, figuring it out yeah. for you. It's, it, yeah, it's different when you know you you can train somebody on your policies because now you know what they are. When now having hostess, we're learning things every day. But <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. But all that to say about your point to Hyde Park is so six months in, they have. I mean, so WS, who is the development group out of Boston, who had purchased Hyde Park, they have you know kind of scouts and employees who come and find businesses that they would like to bring to the village. So when they asked, we were so flattered thinking, you know, we made it like this. Hyde Park wants us. They heard about us. I mean, um, but really we're like, you know, we, we can't, we haven't even been in business a year. We don't even have a year of business, you know, sales under our belt to really understand this market, let alone another market. I mean, so turned them down, you know, politely. Um, but it did kind of give us the idea of like, well, maybe we should start the process of looking in Tampa and is Hyde Park, the best option for us or is it somewhere you know else and kind of began that process and eventually um and we kept in touch i mean i would say year one we actively started looking at spaces to lease in tampa and um zazud at the time also wanted to go to tampa so we kind of started looking at space with them to see if we could maybe lease a spot together and you know divide it um because we were finding a lot of larger spaces at the time and ultimately Hyde Park just ended up being the best fit at the time. So, um, you know, our lease was up at the end of 2022. We were there for a little over four years and it was, it was a great experience. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And put you guys on the map and even on the other side of the bridge and and did all the awesome things. Um, what, what has been the hardest part of now being in business? You've been in business since 2015 you know, entrepreneurship is all glam and looks everything from the outside, right? But there's yep. a real struggle. We talked about you guys bootstrapping, working 12 hours, seven days a week. But now, you know, business is a little bit different, but we still have, have struggles. What, what have you guys found? You know, what's the friction point now? Well, the pandemic was tough. Yes. I will say that's like one thing yeah. to definitely like pause on. Like nobody was buying clothes. And especially for our business, like the reason people come to Canvas is because they have something coming up, whether it's a dinner on Friday night or birthday party, they're going to a concert, traveling, and they just want, you know, something to wear. So when all of that went away, the demand went away. So um, that kind of, you know, we were on this upward trajectory and then it was like you're one all over again right. and just like survival mode. the tampa store in hyde park maybe six months prior not even a year before the pandemic hit so we had just spent a ton of money building out that space grow getting the customer over there and starting that customer acquisition phase and the pandemic hit which was challenging for sure yeah yeah so that was definitely a bump in the road but really forced us to be lean mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and crafty and then we were back you know on the ground um, we were able to be nimble without really affecting our staff because um, at that time, we had all students working for us. So they were either in high school or college. Okay. So luckily, nobody was really like depending on yeah. Canvas, you know, for their, um, you know, the, full income. The yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So that was a blessing. So we just kind of had to plug back in, you know, extra hours um, at the shop. So after getting over that hurdle, <laughs> um, I will say it's just a constant, like there's always something different that's challenging, right? Yeah. Like in the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, every day, well, every week. Exactly. Yeah. After the pandemic, 
you know, everybody came out to play and they came out, you know, hard. I mean, we sales were great 2021 and even last year. I mean, it was like everybody was out. They were traveling again, shopping. And then we had a staffing problem because we didn't even have enough staff because it came out of nowhere. So then the staffing thing is always challenging because, you know, we we have a lot of girls who go to UT or in college who work for us. um, And we just kind of back to Michelle's point of kindness is always fashionable, that being our motto, we would rather hire somebody who we know in an interview. And we can usually tell this pretty quickly. If they have a good heart, they seem like a good person. The the retail experience thing, that's not as important to us. I mean, we can train you on how to do everything in store, but, you know, character and being a good person, that's hard to find. So that's kind of the first thing and really the only thing we mandatory look for in an interview. Um, So we do have really great staff. And now that, like, you know, things are getting normal again and leveling out, we're just, like, getting our bearings. And then we open hostess. So (laughs) it's just something always different. Yeah. Yeah. And totally different experience. So, so through those lessons of like the pandemic and staffing and all those things, what do you think now is, you know, if you're telling, if you're doing it all over again, what would you tell yourselves, you know, you know, back in 2015, if you were to do it again from the lessons that you've learned now? I would say just, you know, keep the faith, right? Like there are moments in time where, you look back and, you know, you had like sleepless nights and you worried about um, all of the things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and it always pops back up, right? Like we, we're in like a stressful period of launching a new business again. We just moved the Tampa store last month. So it was just one thing after another. Um, so I'd say just that the lesson of perspective and trying to find balance um, is not something you just check off the list. It's a practice, right? And it's going to ebb and flow. So, like, during December, I just remember telling myself, okay, like, you only worked part-time this past summer. (laughs) Don't forget that, right? right? Right. Um, You know, and so I would just say, like, to our younger, dreamier selves, Mm -hmm. like, just try to find that, right? Because that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Your peace and enjoying what you do and not getting too caught up. Enjoying the process. Exactly. Enjoying the process. Michelle and I joke all the time because that's such a good point. I mean, not only have we been through a pandemic, we've been through hurricanes, losing power. I mean, all sorts of just bumps in the road that happen. And we always joke because you seem in moments you get stressed, right? You can't seem to you spiral down, can't seem to see the other side of the tunnel, whatever it may be. And we always listen to so many other podcasts, right? Listen to all these entrepreneurs and their stories. And they all have a story, right? Of some point where it's rather they felt like it was a failure, but really then they came out on the other side or they, you know, couldn't even pay their rents. They were, you know, bouncing checks left and right. And, but they have this perspective on the other side. And I'm like, it's so funny. We can never see that when we're in the moment. This is just a part of it. It's a part of the process. And if you have faith, embrace it and really just stay positive and work hard, it it usually, you know, comes out. We'll work out and we'll make you that much more grateful on the the other side to to when everything's rolling. So, so what's the next three years look like for you guys? Are there plans in there to, are we opening any more stores? Are we just expanding? Have we thought about this? I mean, I think we're so like, (laughs) we're so, I think you're going to say no, which is funny because every day she's texting me, what about this? What about hostess in Tampa? No, I I think we just, we're dreamers, you know? And I think we've also learned that like so much of all of this is out of our hands. Um, But of course we would love to have a hostess in Tampa. That would be amazing. Um, But for now, I think just like living in the moment again and enjoying this and really focusing on, um, 
for the first time, we're not like on the schedules in a full-time capacity. Um, and that's a big leap to kind of take yourself out of the day-to-day in, a, in an effort to grow the business and yeah. to like focus on some things that get lost on the shuffle. You know, if you're, if you're working your business day in and day out on the ground, it's hard to make time for all of the marketing efforts and all of the training and, you know, nurturing all of the staff and, you know, the customer relationship piece. It just, you, you, you just get bogged down. So, um, you know, we're still there and, in the stores every week, but not as much as we have been in the past. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's a little, yeah. it's I'm a little frightening. See if I can pull any nuggets out of here. You know, you're <laughs> no. talking the same beat of what oh. you Well, yeah. you never know. I mean, yeah. it's so funny because we always, it, it depends on what's happening, right? And we've been through so much, especially with the pandemic. That really just changed our and shifted our perspective of business a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to growth and having multiple locations. Because at some point, quality of life does come into play. That's why we're you know? in business, right? Right. right. I mean, complete transparency when our lease was up in Hyde Park, we had to have this heart to heart of like, wait, oh my God, do we want to do this? I mean, this is really, you know, tough. We don't know what the future is going to hold, but we were like, well, it's a, it's a profitable business. We've worked really hard for, why would we shut that down? You know? And if it comes to a point where we really aren't enjoying it or we, you know, it's too much, then we'll, we'll address it then. But right now, I mean, it just makes sense. Um, and to your point, you know, maybe we'll have a hostess in Tampa one day. It seems silly back to the whole Tampa versus St. Pete. It seems so far away. I just think when it comes to opening multiple businesses, we are so lucky to live in a market where just 20 minutes across the bridge, there's an entire other customer base that isn't willing to travel across the bridge. <laughs> so why wouldn't, I mean, it just makes no sense to well, me. Like, why? Respect, good right? Yes. I mean, cause I really, we had, you know, some, some doubts of like cannibalism when we were opening canvas over in Tampa, like, well, is this a huge customer that we're no, going to be? Is this in, like, invisible yes. wall? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so, so um, even though Hostess is doing really well right now, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of people. My sister lives in South Tampa. I'm sure there's a ton of people who have no idea what Hostess is, you right. know? So, for sure. And they're not going to cross the bridge. Come find out. Right. So, sure. um, yeah. So, we'll and, see. But. And we just have our work cut out for us for the next three years anyway. Moving yeah. the Tampa store has been fantastic. We have um, 2,000 square feet. It's twice as big as our second space in Hyde Park. We started out in the larger space and then moved during the pandemic to a higher foot traffic area, but gave up square footage. But this is a whole new ballgame on Bay to Bay. It is much like our St. Pete location in that it's a destination and it's a very local customer, Mm -hmm. which in the long run is much more in line with our vision. But it's kind of like starting over because we just, you know, had the benefit of foot traffic in Hyde Park. Park Yes. But it was a tourist customer more so than a local customer. Right. They they never heard of you before. They came in, oh, like the shop. And there were changes before a local. It's like, oh, I'm going to come back. And I know, like you said, it's a Which was great. But kind of back to the original reason why we opened Canvas is we love that customer experience and that community. And when you come to the St. Pete store, I mean, I know almost every single person who walked through that door. You know, I mean, granted, with everyone moving here lately. There's a few newbies that I don't know, but um, which are welcome. yeah, which are welcome. Yeah. Um, but then I get to know you and now I know when you come back, but in Tampa, it was just a revolving door of, you know, just yeah. a lot of, um, 
really tourists, like a lot of yes. tourists, really, or a lot of people who live, you know, in Orlando and came over to Tampa for the day and shopped, you know, Hyde Park. So um, we're excited to kind of have the opportunity to build a more local customer base in Tampa, being on a main road and a thoroughfare that they actually drive on daily. Yeah. <laughs> and surprisingly, the average ticket was always almost double in St. Pete what it was in Hyde Park mm, because it's an intentional shopper. Right. So in Hyde Park, you would get more people in a day, but they would maybe just buy a pair of earrings or, you know, like one dress. Whereas when they come into the St. Pete store and now hopefully the more local South Tampa store, they're there to shop. So it's just a, it's a different vibe. We were just discussing, and I want to go back to it and we'll be, get into St. Pete, just talk about mental health here a little bit with <laughs> being on fun. No, I'm huge on it. I think yeah. it's a big thing we, and people love to hear about it and our attention spans getting small. And if you're still listening to the podcast at this point, thank you for having an attention span longer than 10 seconds. It's hard right? it's, these it's, days. It's really yeah. long. Or if you just saw this, this real, this clip, go click on the link and listen yeah. to the whole podcast because it's only going to be about an hour long and we're having a fantastic conversation. So, so click the link. It's right there, right there. Um, everyone's attention on the phone. To your point, you brought up uh, while we were off the air there for a second that the kids are glued to, to YouTube. They're not watching TV, which I think can be a good thing, right? Because you're being selective to, to what you're, you're liking. But all right, now that YouTube has the shorts, we, you're so used to digesting content in such little yeah. bits. And now, you know, I, I, that's why I love this podcast because we can sit here with no interruptions and have a long form conversation mm -hmm. with out interruptions. What are you? What have you seen in your personal life of being an entrepreneur, glued to the phone, of how it has affected you mentally, and what are things that you're doing to combat yeah. that? Well, definitely to your point. I mean, we were kind of discussing um, in the break there. I do all the social media for our Canvas account and Hostess, um, and it's. It's a struggle for me to find balance because personally, Michelle and I, who we both are, and we encourage each other all the time to find balance in our personal lives, professional lives, always try to make sure that, you know, checking in with each other. Are you good? What do you have on your plate? Just because it, you know, tends to become a lot um, and finding, you know, time in your day to find, you know, to meditate or practice gratitude is huge and important to, you know, like you're saying, mental health. But um, the phone thing, I just think it's, it's, it's been so interesting to watch it evolve over even since we've been open, you know, eight years ago in 2015, Instagram was not that big. Um, you could maybe post a picture here and there and people liked it. Then it became, you know, videos and then it became reels. And now it's like, if you're not posting a reel and if the reel is too long, you're not going to get, you know, in the algorithm. I mean, it's just wild. And it's funny because we, when we opened, we were just store owners, brick and mortar girls. And now I feel like you have to be a mini influencer these days, which is not what we signed up for. It's not in our personality to be like that, but you just kind of have to evolve. Um, and yeah, it's sometimes, I mean, love Instagram. So thankful for it because it is a huge marketing tool for our business. I mean, I'm very grateful. Do not get me wrong, but it is just a struggle of how much I'm on it personally. I'm rarely on my personal Instagram anymore because by the time I get home, I want to connect with my husband at the end of the day. I want to have a conversation. I'm someone who, when I'm with my friends, I don't even have my phone on the table because I'm on it all day for work. Right. And, you know, and it really, like I always am conscious too, when I'm in the store and a customer comes in, sometimes I'll be posting to Instagram and which is huge for our business, but I feel rude because I think they think I'm, I'm on my phone. So right. I'll set it down, right. talk to the customer. It's just, it's a hard it is, balance. It is a hard balance. I find it, I mean, again, in, in my business, I'm glued to that thing yeah. all the time. And it's not like I'm not in, on there just messing around. You know, right. there's so right. much business happening. But if I was sitting at a coffee shop 
or something with a laptop, all of a sudden it's appropriate. Exactly. Right? It's, exactly. <laughs> no, know, it's, it's so true. It's but I do think like keeping each other accountable and just building some boundaries. Like I'm a huge, for many reasons, this is one of them. Um, I sit down and have dinner as a family. Love kind that. of girl. Love that. I love to cook. Um, and so I have three young adults, one's away at college. My niece lives with me. There's lots of young people who are glued to their phones constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we make an effort um, more nights than not every week to, to have a meal together, cook together. If Well, it's like herding cats because some work <laughs> and some are doing other things, but right. like just time where you are having connection with the people that you love and checking in on them and, um, the phone thing is definitely, it's tough for that age group. It is, it they, is. In my house, we were lucky. We kind of missed the like young, young kids with smartphones. And then you couldn't have a phone until you were 13, which was like horrifying <laughs> <laughs> for my kids because everybody else is getting them like age 10 or 11. But I just thought, you know, it's it's kind of like a rite of passage to have to look forward to something at that age. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It is a fun. I don't have children of my own, but it is a fun thing. My, my sister is, is due in June. And, oh, uh, you know, we think it, just conversations that we've been having now, like when does this happen? Like, you know, you start thinking about what's it going to look like 13 years from now when, you know. When they all have little Apple watches. Well, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to any of the AI stuff. Well, it's a problem. Right. The yeah. chat GBT and everything that's happening. I don't know if you use Canvas yeah. at all. It's now built into. Yeah, Michelle's daughter Ansley actually. Well, I don't know. <laughs> she got a, she got a text last week. She's a junior at the University of Florida, and um, her one of her professors sent a little message to everybody in the class and said, "We are recognizing this as a problem on their discussions that they have to post, and this um, will be considered a violation of." You know, academics. I, They're saying huge, it's plagiary. No, because, I will love that we're diving yeah. into this. And then we're <laughs> going to come back to St. Pete in a minute, but this is so fun because yeah. I'm paying attention to this. Academics, I think it's going through. How, how are you, as a university, how do you police that? Because the AI is getting good enough to where it can list sources and everything as if I were doing it. So how do you know if it was me or... I, I think there might be a silver lining here as a parent of young adults in that we've really gone down a path from an education standpoint of like rote, right? Where it's like, read this, write a paper, read this, write a paper. I think for me, as someone who hires young people, I would much rather them have logic skills. So maybe this will force our sort of like way of teaching and way of doing into more project-based things, more ways to, to like, for, for like your educators or people who you work for, your employers as a young adult, to really like understand like what you have, what what value you have, instead of just reading something and like regurgitating, right? Yes, and I think there's going to be pushback at first. If you go look back through history, there's pushback on the television set, you know, like because now you're just going to sit in the living room and watch TV and you're not going to read a book or have a conversation. This is a new technology. We haven't had anything new since regular social media has come out to, to do that. And I think in terms of education, the real education comes back of how well can you use the tools that are available and interact and how well can you. This is an AI. It's only going to give you answers as to how well you can ask questions. And just like we're doing here, I think real intelligence comes from how well of questions can you ask. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the, in the, if there's any academics out there, please challenge me. Let's have a conversation. Come on here and let's talk about it. But I think being able to ask a good question, you know, in business, you're asking who's our customer and diving down deeper on that. You know, what are they looking for? You're constantly asking questions. And if you have something, a tool that can give you answers faster, we can just, it's inevitable. We're right. just going to innovate faster and faster. Mm-hmm. So it's either you, you innovate with the technology or you get left behind in the dust and universities go out of business. 
that might be controversial, but I said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, fun, fun yeah. things happening in, in pop, pop culture and all the good things. But back to St. Pete, we were talking about what we think St. Pete is missing, all that good stuff. I want to know, for someone who doesn't live here, how would you describe St. Pete? Ooh, good so question. Um, I know it is like a combination of, I, I mean, just everything like the perfect you have. It's a beach town that has art and culture, but also has the convenience of an international airport in Tampa and the resources of a big city. But it feels like a small town. So I just think for me, it's like the perfect accumulation of food, art, culture, and it's like water. this Goldilocks I mean, zone. Yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, and everyone's figuring it out real quick. <laughs> yeah. So The um, secret's out. Yeah, but it is, it's just such a special place. And, um, you know, we're lucky because St. Pete specifically, it really is such a small town. Everybody knows each other and which is, you know, wild because it's not, it's not that small, but it feels small when you go out. Everyone hangs out in the same spots. Look, I haven't been here that long and I can't go out and not right. see someone. And not see somebody that you know. Yeah. Um, but There's like you, a five mile radius yeah. around downtown. Right. That's just yeah. like right. this great little bubble. Yeah. And even though people don't want to cross the bridge to Tampa, I think there is some comfort in knowing that you can, right? Like if you were stuck in a small town where everybody knew everybody and it was three hours to the next, you know, city that you could go to where you didn't know anyone, that would be, it would maybe feel a little different. Right. Um, but it's just nice that we have, you know, Tampa and all their resources. Um, There's some but. special sauce. And I think maybe, like, this many years of sort of being, like, the the stepsister to Tampa served us well, right? Like, we are really strong in the community sense. Um, and that's Very. been such a blessing for us personally and professionally in St. Pete. Um, like, my, my youngest child is 17. He's a junior in high school. And um, his dream is to to be a chef so he you know it's hard at that age to have like a kitchen experience and opportunity right so he had been working at Chick-fil-a for like a year great first job goes to a culinary camp out in Napa this summer I posted a little pic of me getting him and bringing him back um, from CIA and another small business owner who so this was in August opened a restaurant um, called Soul. Um, back in January. So they they just celebrated their one year. The owner, Ron, texted me and said, hey, I saw you out with Cooper at culinary uh, camp. And my wife, Debbie, really loves nurturing like young talent and people who want to go into the business. Would he like yeah. to work in our kitchen? And I'm telling you what, this kid was on cloud nine. So he started with them in August, works like 20 hours a week after school and is getting this amazing opportunity it just, like, that's all you need to know about that's St. Pete. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and that's that all stuff happens, all the time. I mean, all the time. I mean, it's how we got connected in a sense, right? right? It's, it's, it is. It, it, every Everybody's time I, pulling for yeah. St. Pete. Yes, yeah. yes. And, well, and coming together as one, of, of wanting to help one another. And, yeah, you know, totally. Shelby, you're the rare breed, I would hate to say, but th there's not many locals that I run into, right? No, yeah. I mean, right. that's definitely, a lot of my friends moved off, you yeah, know. Right, yeah. And so, Michelle, you know, you and uh, as I meet people, a lot of people I meet have been here in the last 10 years or, or less, right? And there's this sense of community of like, oh, well, I'm not from here, you're not from here, so we need to help each other out. Yes. You know, yep. We don't have generational roots here to, to lean lean on. And, and you know, the, the families don't go back, back, you know, generations like that, yeah. which I think is part of the, the special uh, sauce to the, to the community. I ask every guest towards the end, 
What's their favorite place to eat in St. Pete? Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> one of the hardest questions I've ever well, been Well, we got to come up. We you can't, can't make me pick uh, one. You can, you can think. Uh, we've had people list two, three, four, okay. five. However, Because that's like picking a favorite child, right? I know. <laughs> Not cool. Well, and we're friends with like half okay. the restaurant okay. owners. Look, now we're going to get It's no. okay. It's um, okay. Look, it, look, we all have food preferences. Some people okay, like so, seafood. Some people don't. You know, it's, okay. it's fine. So frequency. Would definitely be craft, like oh. how often I'm I at a restaurant. Say frequency pineapple espresso. <laughs> I am like such a pineapple espresso girl. It's drive through, and the fact that we can get organic avocado toast in a drive through is just like <laughs> why I love St. Pete. I mean, microgreens from Brick Street Farms. I mean, what oh, more could you ask nice, for? Nice. So yeah, frequency in love craft cafe. Craft, yeah, because yeah. I'm gluten free, so it's yeah. just really nice to be able to go to a spot and order anything you want on the menu. Same with Seoul. Um, yeah. They're gluten free, farm to table. Um, I don't know. We we're we're new neighbors with Baba and Wild Child, which two are like two favorites. of our favorites. Wild Child's come up here a couple times. Oh, oh yeah, we love, we love Matt them. and yeah. Debbie from Baba. I mean, they're like two of the most. I mean, solid. Yeah, people and restaurants. I mean, you can never go there and have a bad meal at either of those places. I'm so. always dying to go to um, Alicia, though. That's out this way. I'm yeah. Pasadena. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, I should probably. Yeah, my family owns Middle Ground. I should probably. <laughs> <laughs> Middle grounds right here on Treasure well, Island. So, so. That's like, it's something, you know, well, I was just next, thinking, you know, yeah. over there. Course, See, right. you know, then there's the talk of St. Pete and then there's talk of the beaches. You talk know, sometimes the, yeah, that's yeah, a separate, is, you know. It is. You know it's, it, we, as with the show grows, maybe we'll expand out yeah. to the beaches. We'll keep it hyper local to St. Pete now. But that's all That's all yeah. good All good stuff. Shelby, do you have any others or, or is that your? Oh, gosh. Wild Child and Baba are two of my favorites. I'm yeah. trying to think of another. That I mean, there's so many. Oh, yeah, El Retorno. I mean, Brick and Mortar. These have all come up with the same one. Yeah, it's, up. And so my goal is to get each one of those owners on, on, on the show here because uh, why not? Um, well, I want to thank you both for coming on. We, 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 are on we are at time. And for those that are listening, please check out these ladies. Where can they find you on social? So on social, it's at Canvas Fashion Gallery on Instagram. And for hostess, it's at Toast the Hostess. Perfect. Please check them out. Uh, ladies, go, go get yourself a new outfit at Canvas and uh, check out their event space. Um, these are two amazing women, and it was a pleasure to connect with both of you. If you haven't, like, subscribe, or share with a friend. That's a big one. Share with a friend. Uh, tell them about the podcast. Please do so now. Thank you for listening, watching, doing all the fun things, and I'll see you on the next one.